You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome into the Locked On Clemson Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Happy Tuesday. We made it past Monday. Only four more days left of the work week. Of course, some of you guys didn't work Monday, so I don't even want to hear your excuses, but we got a great show coming up for you. We're going to be doing the final part of the Locked On All-Decade Series. We're going to be doing the All-Decade Team. Which team was the best team since 2010? Of course, it's really obvious which team that was, but we got some other teams we need to talk about. It's going to be a fun episode to really put a cap on the 2010s for the Clemson Tigers. Really saw a lot of success in this last decade. We'll talk about this and more on today's episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Please subscribe to the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You can find that wherever you get your podcast for free. That way you can get the episodes when they drop, as they drop, five days a week. You don't want to miss a single one. We keep you up to date with all things Clemson Athletics. Please be sure to rate and leave a review for the show once you're done listening. We'll appreciate that more than you know. Clemson, all-decade team, coming up in just a few seconds. Stick with us. All right, so I feel like this one is very much so less objective than the other episodes because it's very obvious, very blatant who the best team for Clemson has been in the last decade, and that's the 2018 team. Not only are they the best team in the last decade, I would wager that this is the best team that we've ever seen in Clemson history in 2018. They were 2018's fantastic team of the year. Um, (laughs) 15-0, first team in modern college football history to do that since Penn, but that was forever ago when they weren't even throwing forward passes. And, you know, they won emphatically. They're not getting the credit for that season either. Uh, You remember, there was no pandemic during that. So they went 15-0 and demolished everybody. They only want to talk about the 2019 LSU team, how dominant they were, or the 2020 Alabama team, how dominant they were. But they forget that Clemson did it first. They were above and beyond elite at every position as well. I I really tried to find some deficiencies, maybe punting. (laughs) I, I don't know. but. Even then, Will Spires didn't have a bad game. But let's talk about this. Again, this team went 15-0, and demolished everybody. But the season was a little bit of controversy. Before you even start the season, you lose two five-star quarterbacks. Hunter Johnson leaves, goes to Northwestern. Zarek Cooper leaves, goes to Jacksonville State. And now you're down a couple of bodies because Tucker Israel also leaves. He left before the other guys. So now you only have three guys on scholarship at Clemson. You got Kelly Bryant who was the starter in the previous season coming back for his senior year. Then you also have Trevor Lawrence, this incoming freshman who is supposed to be transcendent. We all know that that was very true. (laughs) He was a fantastic quarterback. Then we also have Chase Bryce, a guy who was supposed to be a body that Clemson, hey, we recruited this guy from Grayson because we have a great relationship with Coach Khan down there. It is what it is, right? But Chase Bryce ended up being one of the most important pieces to this team in 2018. So let's talk about all of that now. You start the season and you have Kelly Bryant. A lot of people didn't have high hopes on this team because Kelly Bryant was a starter. Let's just be honest. 2017 didn't end very well. You lost 24-7 in the Sugar Bowl to Alabama. And it just looked very apparent that we're not going to be a very good offensive team under Kelly Bryant. Well, this season he's back. He's improved. He's beaten everybody out in spring. It is what it is, right? Trevor Lawrence comes into the games and he's playing well when he comes in. Uh, You know, down in Texas A&M, you go to Kyle Field. A notoriously difficult place to play, and Clemson's winning, but you know it is what it is. So you rotating quarterbacks the entire season. You put in Trevor Lawrence. His first pass in that game goes for a touchdown to T. Higgins, a long one. 
Reminds everybody of Deshaun Watson when he did that against Georgia. So everybody's like, oh, gosh, we got a player on our hands. Maybe we should consider him being the starter. Well, he starts going through a lull because of the play calling and the dictation of the game based off of what Texas A&M was doing. Mike Elko had a really good defense that season, and Texas A&M normally has a really good defense, so it makes sense. He comes out in the third quarter as a starter and still in kind of a lull. You reinsert Kelly Bryant, and he brings back a little bit of a spark, and Clemson gets on top, wins the game. Well, after that, everyone's going, well, maybe we need to give Trevor Lawrence a little more looks, and then you get to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech for Trevor Lawrence has been the game where he just lights them up. I I don't know what it is. I don't know what the state of Georgia did to him, but he lit Georgia Tech up all three years. But, you know, you go into this game, and then when Trevor gets in, he has a beautiful 35-yard touchdown pass to Hunter Renfro. And it really put the entire college football world on notice. Everybody realized that this guy is going to be a future number one draft pick. And it's true. (laughs) He's going to be the NFL draft pick. Uh, And people are also, just a side note, understating the fact that Urban Meyer and Dabo Sweeney have a good relationship. So he's going to go to a team with Dabo Sweeney's former player. And he's going to be able to talk with Dabo about what's going on. And all, you know, it's just a great fit, in my opinion. I think Urban Meyer, for all the stuff that people talk about him, is an actually really good coach outside of the whole health stuff. I'm not going to speculate on that, but he's a really good coach. I think, is he going to help them go undefeated in year one? No, they're probably going to be four and 12, but it is what it is. That's just the way NFL works. But you bring in Trevor Lawrence, they start hammering everybody, right? And then it's like, oh, well, you know. They can't win a national championship with a true freshman. Maria Taylor is saying this stuff. Even our own Taj Boyd was saying, I'm not exactly sure that they can win a national championship without Kelly Bryant. Because Kelly Bryant gets the news of Trevor Lawrence starting after the Georgia Tech game and bolts. He's out. See ya. I wasn't treated the way I wanted to be. Let's go. Pack it up. Thanks, Clemson Nation. All right. Well, that hurts because Clemson has nobody else on roster at quarterback besides Chase Bryce. This is why I say Chase Bryce was the most important piece of that team because if Chase Bryce somehow said I'm out too your only scholarship quarterback is Trevor Lawrence he goes down in the next game against Syracuse if Kelly Bryant was still there he could have come in and saved the day but it wasn't happening that way Chase Bryce comes out there a little shaky at first but ends up getting his bearings and puts his team on the back along with Travis Etienne great rushing day out of that Clemson goes on and starts really doing their thing but You have Desmond Howard, like I said, all the haters saying, I don't know about this Clemson team. They got a true freshman there. How much could they uh, do against a team like Alabama? Remember, Alabama was the greatest thing since sliced bread that season because they were beating up on what Louisville in the first game when they were trash. It is what it is, though, because Clemson also has put up 77 points on them in Death Valley in that season. But, you know, to me, it was one of those things where I'm watching it and saying, "Ah, I just really think that they could do it. Desmond Howard saying this team is a finesse team. They go out against Wake Forest, put up 400-plus rushing yards, and shows everybody that they can be balanced. Uh, That's the last time, in my opinion, I think Clemson was truly balanced was 2018. But they did their thing, and then they go on to the playoffs. You're playing Notre Dame, a team who's hungry. They're ready to show everybody that they can match up with you now. That game in 2015 was a fluke. They should have won it in the hurricane game down in Death Valley. Uh, But, you know, Clemson goes out there and hands them their butt on the platter. 30 to 3. Everybody's going, oh, it's just because Notre Dame's not that good. Alabama's going to actually show this team what's the deal. Clemson goes out and wrecks Alabama. 44-16 in the national championship game. We're all excited about it. This team was the best team in Clemson history, without a doubt. They all You look at all the players across the board. Cleland Furl, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, Austin Bryant. 
uh, Kendall Joseph, uh, Isaiah Simmons, Kayvon Tanner. You had A.J. Terrell, Trayvon Mullen. You had Albert Huggins. Think about the depth of that defense. And then you also think about the offense. You had T. Higgins. Justin Ross came alive in the playoffs, right? And then you also had guys like Amari Rogers, Cornell Powell, who di- we didn't know was going to be as good as he is in 2020 back then. We had no idea. You had Jordan Leggett, one of the best tight ends in Clemson history. Remember, I put him on my list of best tight ends in the all-decade team offense. Then your offensive line had Eric McLean, a, a captain, an all-ACC guy. Uh, you had John Simpson. You had Tremaine Ancrum, Sean Pollard, Gage Travinka. You had great players on this team, Mitch Hyatt. Jackson Carmen, that was the best team, in my opinion, that we've seen in Clemson history. Hopefully, there's more in store now that we're into the 2021s. So let's get into it. That is the best team. Coming up next in this one, I, I want to talk about another team that needs a lot of credit. That's the 2016 National Championship team. They went 14-1. and one. They deserve a lot of credit as well. We'll talk about that more. Before I do that, though, let me tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. Are you ready for some football? College football is over, so we don't know about the numbers of that. The NFL is going to be keeping on going. we got some playoff games coming up this weekend. I'm super excited about that. And there's only one place that we trust and only one place that has you covered. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today over at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKDOWN for a 50% welcome bonus with your new online account. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. So if you're the betting type this year and want more wins, make sure to listen to Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball. They are picking football and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. Segment two, we're going to be talking about the 2016 Clemson Tigers football team. They need a little bit more credit, a little bit more recognition than what they're getting. That team was also very elite. I think some of that gets lost, though, because of the fact that they lost in November at home against Pitt. But they made up for it, win the ACC championship yet again, blanked Ohio State, and then goes on to win a national championship. Let's, Let's talk about this team a little bit. Uh, in this segment, I want to give them the credit. Of course, that season started a little bit slow. You're coming off the heels of losing to Alabama in the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona the season before in the national championship. You know, this game really made everyone understand, hey, Clemson can hang with Alabama because before the game, everybody thought that Clemson going 14-0 was a little bit of a fluke. You know, especially Carolina fans, they were like, oh, we almost beat you guys. No, you didn't. <laughs> you really didn't. You scored in garbage time to make it look a little bit better than what it was. But Clemson went undefeated that season, and everybody was kind of shocked. You know, I remember pizza parties and all this crazy stuff. Everybody's going, we're actually going to the national championship. Wow. You know, so it's one of those things where 2016 was like, this is the year. This team has to be the team to go. We saw the kind of performance that they had against Alabama. Well, what can they do this season when you have Deshaun Watson back? Well, They start the season very slow. The first two games, not pretty for the Tigers. You go down to Auburn, Jordan-Hare Stadium. You know, Deshaun Watson kind of struggled in that game, and the defense really had to carry them. Even then, the defense kind of got in situations where (laughs) they absolutely needed to make stops 
because, you know, Clemson just was not moving. And, you know, Auburn was doing the Auburn thing with Gus Malzahn. He played three different quarterbacks in that game. That's why they lost, in my opinion. But, it, you know, everybody thought, hey, it's just rust from the season before. You had a long season year, year before. 15 games when you were used to really playing like 13-1 and one or 12-1. and one. You know, teams weren't playing 15 games back then. But Clemson tried to figure it out, and everybody thought it was just rust. It is what it is. You get a win against an Auburn team in the SEC, that's always going to be looked at as a great win. Well, the next game at home, the Troy Trojans come in with Neil Brown as head coach, and the Tigers look kind of ugly in that game. You only win 30-24. Now, win's a win, and it is what it is, but Clemson playing against a Sunbelt team should have blown them out, especially coming off the heels, getting into the national championship, and actually competing with Alabama that season. It just didn't look well. So everybody was wondering, what's wrong with Deshaun Watson? You know, is he okay? Is he thinking too much? Is what's going on, right? Well, that's kind of what Trevor Lawrence dealt with in his 2019 season. Through a couple of interceptions, everybody's like, what's going on with Trevor Lawrence? What's going on with Deshaun Watson? You know, he actually came out and apologized to the media later because he was just so smug in interviews, just so dry because his mind wasn't there. He was so frustrated with things because he was trying to do too much. He wanted to be the Superman. You know, remember he came in as the third place guy in the Heisman in 2015. So he wanted to win the Heisman in 2016. You know, why not? It was a big deal for him and he ended up pressing a little too much. But once he calmed down, you go against South Carolina State, blowout win. They could have scored 100 in that game, uh, but it's South Carolina State. I'm not giving too much credit to that. But Georgia Tech game, you win that one 26 7. Everybody's feeling well, right? But now, you got to go up against Louisville. We've already seen what happened with Lamar Jackson. He was blowing out Syracuse and Charlotte and Florida State. I remember being in the stands against South Carolina State, and we heard the score of the Florida State-Louisville game, and it, it was just like, wow, Louisville's actually doing that to Florida State right now. When Florida State was still a pretty decent program at that point. Um, but you know, now this is the huge matchup. This is the matchup of the year. You know, you got the guy who is already being crowned the Heisman against the guy who was in the Heisman race and went to the national championship toe-to-toe with the Alabama Crimson Tide the season before. Clemson really gets it done in this game. They start out hot, but it ends up kind of getting close because Lamar Jackson is who he is. And, you know, but they win the game. Clemson goes on, win, 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 win. You get to pit. It's November. I remember this moment like it is just yesterday, like it was a couple of minutes ago. I was downtown Greenville, South Carolina, and I saw the pit buses roll in. Those guys were downtown, you know, getting some food, relaxing, having fun. And then I just had this weird feeling that, man, this team might actually beat Clemson tonight. I don't even know where that came from. It was like left, out of left field, but I was thinking, man, this team could actually beat Clemson tonight. I, I just have a bad feeling uh, tomorrow night. And they end up beating Clemson in a game that was really a back and forth. Clemson could not stop the shovel pass. The tight ends were running crazy. Nathan Peterman looked like Tom Brady. Uh, you know, we had no answer for James Conner. Uh, <laughs> it was just, it, there was no answers. The team came back. They were fired up. They had a week off and they were playing Wake Forest next. It was over. From that point, Clemson really took the season in their own hands. You saw the veteran leadership step up uh, and those guys really started blowing everybody out. They get the South Carolina game and 56-7 in a game that had a couple of curtain calls couple timeouts to get everybody going. Uh, you know, Mike Williams giving uh, Jamarcus King a ride to the end zone for a touchdown. That was very fun. Uh, and, and then you also have the Virginia Tech ACC title game. That was a back and forth game, but Clemson came out victorious of that. You go on to play Ohio State. 
You know how I feel about Ohio State. Ohio State comes into this game. They should not have been there, but they got there anyway. Kind of like this season, but the outcome was completely opposite. Clemson blanks Ohio State 31-0 in the Fiesta Bowl. Urban Meyer was on his way out at that point. (laughs) He was done. You know, he had one more season left in him. We saw what happened there. But to me, it's just one of those deals where uh, I could see Clemson going on and winning the national championship. From that moment, I saw this team being able to win. And, you know, a lot of people didn't give Clemson credit for what they did against Alabama. You know, they're saying, oh, well, you're good enough to compete, but you're never going to beat an SEC team because you're just not built like that, right? Well, you go into this game and Alabama is really pounding Clemson early. <laughs> it looked like more of what we've seen before is like, oh, man, this, this is not going to go our way. But something happens. And this is why I said back in the first part of this three series installment, uh, the offense, I have Deshaun Watson as my starting quarterback of the decade because I just saw something in him that really turned it on. And he was like, you know what? We're going to win this game. They went out there, started making plays. He was getting hit left and right. I remember they helicoptered him one time in the game. Um, but he ends up standing strong, making big throws, and wins the national championship on a fantastic play. Uh, hats off to Doug Peterson, too, for using the same play in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Uh, but, you know, you go on and win that season, and people forget you know, how good that team was as well. Deshaun Watson would no longer be a Clemson Tiger after that, and we would miss him sorely for the next season. I think this team is one of the better teams that Clemson has ever had in history. That one loss kind of sours it, but even then, if let's say they don't lose that game. I don't think they have the mindset going into the national championship that we're going to win this because I think, hey, we were on a revenge tour in 2016. We want to get back to Alabama, and we want to win that. But then you lose to uh, Pitt, and then it's like, oh, man, we really got to step up. Fortunately, that season, a lot of teams lost in the top four, so they only really dropped to four, (laughs) which was crazy. Uh, But, you know, this team really had a fire lit under them, and I don't think losing was the worst thing in the world. Clemson doesn't lose very often, but when they do, it seems to be a lesson, and they learn from it. I'm hoping that they can take that lesson from this beating against the Ohio State Buckeyes in the Sugar Bowl in 2020 and parlay that into a national championship in 2021. Coming up in just a few seconds, I'll talk about a team that I actually think needs a little bit more credit. This team is really the one that I thought starts everything. I even named my podcast for it. So if you know me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. More of that coming up in just a minute. But before I do that, let me tell you about my friends over at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody, and it does not require any kind of membership or account login information. Just go in and get whatever you need. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts for customers online for 20 years. It's a long time. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto body and parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They got everything from you know control modules to brake parts to tail lamps motor oil, even new carpet if you need some of that. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, did I mention this already, are reliably low. Same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, 
rockauto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go ahead and talk about the team that I think really started this entire elite run of play for the Tigers. Of course, they had won in 2011 and 2010. It is what it is, but the 2012 Clemson Tiger football team will always be near and dear to me because that is when I think everything started, culminated in a huge win against the LSU Tigers in the Chick-fil-A Bowl, the fourth and 16 game. A big, big game, but we're going to walk you through that season a little bit. Again, this team doesn't get nearly enough credit because, you know, they didn't win a national championship and you had to be a co-ACC champion with the Florida State Seminoles, uh, a game that they should have won. They were up really early in this game, but after halftime, things just kind of fell apart. But the Tigers could have been undefeated that season. They had a good shot to do that, but we'll talk about this one right now. So that team, of course, was led by Taj Boyd, the quarterback who I think was the reason why we get Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and DJ Uyunglele. He really was that transcendent player. He still has some of the best stats. He is a part of the all-decade team, in my opinion. I have him as the third guy, as a honorable mention, just because of the fact that if not Taj Boyd, we don't know where we would be right now. But this team was just so good, man. They were so good. You know, you start the season out playing Auburn, in the Georgia Dome, Chick-fil-A kickoff game. It's funny how you win the Chick-fil-A kickoff game and the Chick-fil-A bowl in the same season. You start and end the same way uh, for the season. But you win 26-19. And remember, they had Gunnar Kyle at quarterback. Uh, Clemson was really doing their thing. And remember, you were still working uh, with you know, Chad Morris at offense. This was Brent Venable's first season as a defensive coordinator at Clemson. Uh, and the whole group was there, man. You still had Marion Hobby. You still had Dan Brooks. Charlie Harbison was still there coaching the D-backs. You know, he was he was new at that moment. Uh, it's one of those things, man, where I, I think this team was very good. But like I said, you go on to beat Ball State at home. Everybody knew that that was going to happen. You blow out Furman. Everybody knew that that was going to happen. But then you go into Dope Campbell Stadium down in Tallahassee, and you lose 49-37 in a game that was packed. I remember that stadium was just filled to the brim. E.J. Manuel was their quarterback at the time. It was a duel between Boyd and Manuel, and Boyd had the upper hand early on. But after that, like I said, later on in the game, Florida State's defense kind of buckled down, and you know you end up losing that game. But that's not the biggest deal. That's not where I felt the most pain that season. We'll talk about that. But you go on, you beat uh, Boston College and Chestnut Hill. You beat Georgia Tech like a drum. Uh, you beat Virginia Tech. And that was like, oh, well, remember, we've already hammered Virginia Tech twice last season. Well, now we've made it 3-0 you know, in, in the recent history against the Hokies. That was really fun, too. You, you blow the brakes off of Wake Forest. You beat Duke really bad. You beat Maryland really good. Uh, and remember, Maryland was always a foe for Clemson. I always ask Clemson fans, if you had a team that you could bring back to the ACC, what team would it be? <laughs> Maryland is never picked. Everyone hates Maryland. Maryland was always that team. That was hard to play, but we blew them out uh, in 2012. And then NC State was also a game where we just ended up 
Josh Boyd had like 50 touchdown passes in that game. It was great. 62-48 in Memorial Stadium. That was just fantastic. But the one that hurt me the most was South Carolina. I guess if people ask me, would you go back and lose to Florida State or would you win Florida State and lose to South Carolina or would you beat South Carolina and still lose to Florida State? No, I would always say we would beat South Carolina. That was still in that run of wins that Coach Spurrier had over the Tigers, even though I felt like the Tigers had an equally as good or better team than South Carolina. It's just like some kind of like, I don't know what happened to the Tigers when they played South Carolina, but you end up losing that game. And then you go on to LSU, a team that just came off of a national championship the year before. Uh, It's one of those things where that team was hungry and they wanted to win. And you're playing Clemson. Who is this Clemson team? We don't even know who that is. Let's go. Remember the last time they played in the bowl game, they had 70 points put on them against West Virginia. Ain't no way they're beating LSU. That LSU team was loaded as well. You had Tyron Matthew, Jarvis Landry. Uh, You had all these crazy players for them. Uh, But they ended up losing the game to the Tigers because of a fourth and 16 play. And, you know, honestly, (laughs) on that play, that was thrown to DeAndre Hopkins. If you look at Adam Humphreys, he is wide. I, look, right now, when you're done with this episode, go to YouTube or whatever on your phone or wherever you're listening to this and go look up that play. Adam Humphreys could have walked in to the end zone. He could have walked backwards into the end zone. He was wide open, but that just makes the play even more fantastic. It was a great play uh, called up by Coach Morris from Brandon Ford. Brandon Ford had already seen what the matchup was in the game, so he was telling him, hey, if you do this, it's going to be wide open, right? Eric Reed is going to be all over me. You need to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins, and it worked. So, again, more credit needs to be given to that 2012 Clemson Tiger football team. Of course, you know, we'll always take that 4th and 16 play down in legend, but that's when it really started because, you know, you beat LSU and then the next season you go on to beat Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. And now it's like, OK, we can really compete with these blue blood teams. We can actually beat them. And we saw going forward, you know, you beat Oklahoma like a drum the next season in the postseason. You beat them again in the playoffs the next year. You know, you beat Notre Dame in the regular season. You beat them in the playoffs the next year. You beat uh, Alabama for a national championship. You beat them again for another national championship. And it gives us that confidence that we can win. So I think that team needs more credit and they will always go down as one of the best teams in Clemson history, in my opinion. And with that said, that brings us to the end of today's edition of the Locked On Clemson podcast, the end of the series, the all-decade team. I hope you really enjoyed it. I can't wait to do this 10 years from now. Can't wait to see what players that are currently at Clemson will be on the new list. Maybe we'll have some even better players come through Clemson than the ones that we've listed before and we've ever seen uniforms it, that'll be really fun but follow me over on twitter that's at ellis tolbert e-l-l-i-s-t-o-l-b-e-r-t for more conversation i'd love to have you and please be sure to subscribe to the locked on clips of podcast find that wherever you get your podcast for free that way you can get the episodes when they drop as they drop five days a week you don't want to miss a single one and get you up to speed with all things clips and athletics i'm going to slowly omit the fact that we didn't talk about the virginia game because clips got blown out in men's basketball and I kind of said that that would happen because I didn't know how their legs were going to look but either way I digress it's great to be a Clemson Tiger I'll catch you right here tomorrow on Locked On Clemson part of the Locked On Podcast Network